Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the news crew and I'm your host Keith McGinty. We had a wee break last week with the crew, but the crew are back to get stuck into all of the latest from the NFL. Tonight we're going to be talking about all the latest news, who is sitting pretty after the free agency frenzy. We're going to have our statistic of the week and our new feature, This Week in the NFL, I Learned. Like, subscribe and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. As always, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members. First up, we've got Brian, the conscience of the Cleveland Browns, which explains a hell of a lot if you think about that. <laughs> Brian, how are we tonight, pal? I'm, I'm absolutely having that as a moniker. Brian, the conscience of Cleveland, don't love it. Oh, we're having that all day. Uh, I'm, I'm doing very well, mate. Uh, it's been, uh, I've been, I'm not going to get into it, so we're going to talk about it in the pod. I've been quietly pleased with the, 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 the free agency frenzy, as you call it. I quite like, uh, been quite enjoying, been enjoying all the chaos. Uh, but well, I think we've all been enjoying living vicariously through your ongoing startup <laughs> dynasty draft. Is that, that has became it's like eighteen different folk are all drafting this, or we all feel that we've got a stake in this team. Uh, yes. So I've been very much enjoying that. But yes, no, enjoying it. Looking forward to it. looking forward to the real draft. Really, really looking uh, forward to the real draft. Maybe we'll get so into the. The, mo- the draft that I'm doing just now, and I've I've been trying to get you guys involved. It's a long, long time between now and what's the time when the whenever the, the real football starts back. So um, this is I this is a new um, draft that I'm doing just now. It's about nine rounds. That's as long as that uh, I've been in it. I see how see try to maintain like actual like life while this is going on, and it's consuming my thoughts at all times. It's, uh, it's hard going. <laughs> Um, next, we're heading to Hamilton's own Hamilton's own big chief at Studs. Studs, how are we? Yeah, not bad, Keith. Not bad. Um, just on the on the dynasty stuff that you the startup. I'm seeing right through. You know, I'm sitting thinking about it today, and I'm like, wait a minute, what's his game? You're now trying to get everybody, everybody else's draft thoughts for ahead of the draft this year. I'm sitting thinking about it today. And I'm like, what would you do in this scenario? And what would you do in this scenario? <laughs> and believe you me, I know it's consuming. It's all consuming because I've set you a trade offer. You've still no replied to it. Oh. So. <laughs> do you know? I will get to that. I will get to. I've, I've, I've had a wee peek at it. I'm no, not quite sure oh, about it. Wee, I've, I've got the first um, overall pick in the 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 cruise uh, dynasty league and. Quite rightly so, because my team is absolutely honking. But <laughs> it was long, but this was all before I knew anything about like taxi squads and stuff like that. So I feel like I'm a, a wee bit more grounded now. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to how this continues. <laughs> From Hamilton, we head over to our North America um, attache and Bengals apologist. We're heading over to Sue. Oh, exactly. <laughs> apologist. You are, you, are, you are the apologist supreme. Uh, you're in for a hard shift tonight, pal. How are we, buddy? Uh, I was doing pretty well until all that. You know, you guys are out. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to apologise for, and neither do the Bengals. But um, I agree with Studs. Brian and I actually had a bit of a chat yesterday on the side. Yes, we did. About your dynasty drafting strategy, and I was saying to Brian, I'm like, You'll notice that I have stopped giving advice now because he started Aye. asking about rookies for this year. So I've kind of seriously done the Homer Simpson 
Backlers into Back the head. Into the head. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give a couple of bits of advice, and I was like, we, you know, we just majorly known players already anyway that I would grab, and I'm like, I'm just going to keep all my my depth picks to myself. Uh, I'm you just. Will... I was gonna say, I'm just yeah, enjoying yeah. it as soon as I got all my advice out, everybody went straight away, right? Let's redraft our dynasty league, try and take right. my championships <laughs> off me. Uh, what, yeah. what I will say though, Keith, is I was a little bit disappointed in you. You never listened to my advice. Uh, I think it was in the when you were doing the I can't remember if it was fourth into fifth round when you were on the turn, or maybe fifth into sixth round. When you were up there, you get two guys picking after you. And I was looking at their teams and I was saying, like, okay. They're clearly both going to be going wide receiver here. So I went, with your next yeah. pick, you should take the best wide receiver available or the one that you want most to try and block them a little bit. Or, you know, you're going to yes. dr- drive down the value of the wide receivers that they have. Because you were looking at a running back, I think, at first. And I was saying, like, well, so, there's only four. Then there was about seven kind of equal running backs, like, sitting or the way I have them graded. So I figured, well, you know, there's only four picks after you, so... Even if they decide to go rogue and not pick wide receivers, they're probably going to, you know, you're probably going to still end up with a fairly good running back on that next pick, but you never did it. You took Fryermuth at tight end, which I was even more (laughs) puzzled by. It seemed seemed a bit an early reach on Fryermuth, is all I'm going to say. First of all, you're giving me far too much kudos by saying strategy. I think you'll find (laughs) I'm absolutely winging this. Absolutely winging this. Um, Yeah, fourth round, I went for. So. First round, I'm um, tenth position. Then we've got a snake, of course. Uh, I went for Josh Allen. That's me. Set QB for solid pick. <laughs> went for Josh Allen. Then uh, Stephon Diggs. Try to get big points. Um, we Mister Reliable um, as well. They two are a good one too. Um, third pick went for Tony Pollard. I wanted uh, a decent uh, RB one that is going to. I can rely on. I can. I don't have to do much about. And a couple of the other big names had already went. Yep. The fourth round, I went for Debo. Debo Samuel. Okay. Debo. Yeah, this is. I'm I was fine with everything you did to that point. Solid. Solid. So I, I'm thinking Solid the 49ers picks. are going to be a wee bit, wee bit suspect this year. Maybe. The, the I'm not saying it be just now. I don't know. I think. They don't need a QB. Few... They played all year. Were like five different. They were all broken. Aye. Yeah, I just. This is what I'm thinking, right? Um, went Debo. And then on the turn, as you said, so the, the guy after me took Miles Sanders, then Chris Olave, uh, George Pickens, DJ Moore went, and I went for Damien Pierce. I'm thinking young, up and coming. Texans are starting to hopefully be changing direction on the, on the upturn here. But I went for Damien Pierce. Uh, Damien Damien Pierce is atrocious and terrible, and this should in no way involve Smudger <laughs> considering trading anybody to me in our dynasty league. He is a waste. He is worth barely a third round rookie draft pick. Smudger, over to uh, you. Barely. So who came after that? <laughs> who went next? Godwin went. George Kittle went. Uh, Christian Watson, who I've had issues with in the past, thinking I was. Trading for him and end up with some other donkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's still one of my favourite moments. That was amazing. Last that was amazing. <laughs> like, like, Keith, you were right. You were right on the cusp. I like doing well, and like the actual, I got, you know, I got the, pairing the, part of the playoffs. You were you were on the cusp. I got, of I got well. ready mixing, but you still you still ruined your team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I thought I thought Mixon was done after his fifty pointer. I thought that was him. He was. He was Sell him high. Listen, don't, don't you listen to them, Keith? You're a trophy winner. That's all that matters, mate. 
We're really <laughs> selling the podcast tonight, aren't we? We're really saying we know what we're talking about here. Anyway, let's get on with our kickoff question. Well, you're, you've got two champions and one one member of the crew that got into the playoffs and is the as the only double champion in the LMK. So it's uh, mm-hmm. you're just letting the side down, basically. I'm basically I'm I'm basically Baker here. Right, I'm just here. We'll get to Baker. <laughs> we'll go for Let the, the talent around me just do their thing, and I'll just everything <laughs> over. I also had the classic Baker style as well. Don't think too much. Just get the ball out your hands as quick as possible. What good thing. Solid happen. advice, actually. That is <laughs> solid advice. <laughs> when he starts thinking, that's when you worry. <laughs> Folk can see Bride's face going as red as my back wall there with that with the rage of that comment. <laughs> It's no longer okay, just a pod, they can see the action. We're moving on. We're moving on. The uh, kickoff question tonight, gentlemen. This is Brian came up with this one. How would you grade your team's performance so far in the off season? Um so we're looking at so I'm a, a Seahawks fan, Brian, you're a, a Browns fan, Studs Chiefs and big uh, apologies there for the Bengals. Uh, for my watch. The Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> Put your shades on for your yeah, answer, no, please. My, um, Brian, I'll come to you black. first of all. Brian, I'm looking for uh, how's your team doing? So give us a wee update in the I'm, news. I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna Browns. give the Browns so far. I, I'm gonna say a, a solid B plus. Yeah, maybe an A minus. Maybe an A minus if I can get over my evidently wild bias against Elijah Moore that no one else shares. Evidently, so I've been finding <laughs> out. Um, no, bits I've really liked. Um, so big ones with the, the Browns. I'll not run through all of them, but the big the big ticket ones. Um, we've we've brought in Dalvin Tomlinson uh, from the Vikes uh, to help out Miles um, in the, the pass rush, which should be brilliant. Um, big one for me. Big big fan of Ethan Pochick. Uh, resigned him at centre. It was a big issue with the Browns last year. We were on earlier third or fourth centre by the end of the year, and it was absolutely showing. The, you know, the our line was more porous than a wet paper towel. Um <laughs> then you know obviously the, the the big one, the big big one, um we've brought in Elijah Moore for that. And I don't understand how the maths of this works. It cost us a second, but we got Elijah Moore and a third, which apparently means Elijah Moore cost us a net fourth. Which okay. <laughs> Someone somebody that understands how the draft maths works better than me can explain it. He is a rookie with some promise. Uh, well, I, he, as a rookie, he had a lot of promise, I should say. He was a just a second round draft pick. Um I, I'm concerned with the attitude. That's what worries me. The one thing the Browns really, really need at the minute, we need a quiet year. We need a year with no drama. We need a year where we're not in the front pages uh, for everything, which is just what we've had for forever. I know sports in Cleveland kind of goes that way anyway. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. If he can keep his head down, then yeah, uh, uh, B plus. B plus to A minus. A year of sports watching, that's what you're hoping for. No misuse mm. policy. Hey, listen. That's, I'm no comment. I'll come I'll come on to you. Listen, we need to let's not gain that creep any any credence to anything to do with that. <laughs> uh, studs, I'm coming to you next. Um big Chiefs lost a few players so far. How do you think you're doing so uh, in the off season? I think um the the one I've probably going to miss the most is is probably under the radar and it's Caelan Saunders, um, who joined mm. the Saints. Um, I was a big fan of his, and I think certainly based on the responses you're seeing from the guys in the locker room, he, he was a big locker room guy. Um, 
with a lot of love in, in that uh, in that building and in the kingdom as a whole. Um, to be honest, I think he kind of sn- sneaks under the radar in some of the work that he does. He mm-hmm. is. <laughs> obviously playing on the D-line he's not going to be a wee guy um, but he is certainly a handful and I think that probably frees up Chris Jones a little bit maybe means he didn't get double teamed as much as what teams could do so I think Caelan Saunders is one that um, I think will probably miss a little bit more um, the likes of Thornhill who joined the Browns was a decent player. I think his rookie season in particular, he was having a pretty good year until he got a bad injury, um, which ruled him out for the rest of the year. And then he's been he's been okay. Um, obviously, he's won a couple of Super Bowls with us. Is probably saying he's been okay is probably a bit harsh. I'm, um, I'm pleased with that one. As a Browns fan, I'm pleased thought, with that pickup. Thornhill's a good. He's a good player. Um, so I, as I, I think it will be interesting to see what we do. I've seen rumours of. Um, well, no rumours, but a lot of fans maybe wanting us to trade for D-Hop um, in the wide receiver room. Um, we've mm-hmm. obviously got Tory who looked good towards the end of the year coming in there. So I think it'll be interesting to see if he can stay healthy for a full season. I think Tony's going to be a bit of a weapon um, for us. And <laughs> in the NFL sense, po- not the Glaswegian sense. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, we we Tony probably has a bit of a wet him in both senses of the word. Um, <laughs> so I think I, I like the look of Tony, and then um, I'll be interested to see what we do in the draft. Certainly, I think picking up Drew Tranko for the Chargers as well to add a wee bit of beef to our, a wee bit of experience, really, to our linebacker room because it's three young guys in there and Bolton Willie and Leo Chennai who have been excellent since coming to us so I think it's just it's all about probably what we do in the draft but I think if the last few years have shown us anything I think it's certainly got to be um, in which we trust I, I think he's have done considering he's got to Super Bowl and at that time there's so many players could have left <laughs> one, one, one the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl I <laughs> I think he's done actually quite well. He's got steady the ship. Um, lost a um, is it enemy? Is uh, went to the went commanders. To commanders. Yeah. But yeah, lost there. I thought he's not quite um, taken over as uh, head coach, but I think he's in the wings waiting. Um, Aye, he'll be head coach of the commanders by November. I think, I think it's so going to take all the way to November. Uh, <laughs> be, be generous. I was thinking Aye. Black Friday. Black Friday just sprung to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I think he's have done really well there to, to steady ship and depend he's always do well um in the draft as well. So I yeah. should be quite good. So what was your rating there, sorry? Uh, I'll go for a solid B to be honest. I think kinda in terms of transactions, I think we're just kinda middle of the road. I think we're waiting to see what kinda happens. Um yeah, we've lost some big names. I mean Frank Clark is probably the most obvious big name in there, or especially on the defensive side and he seems to come alive in the playoffs. I think he's it was it two sacks off of the all time sack leader in the playoffs or yeah. um, mm. something like that. So but he, again, he's somebody that's not actually signed for signed for anyone. Um and I remember actually hearing an interview with Brett Beach just after the Super Bowl where he basically said, We've got a number in our head. We'll see what Frank Clark's number is. If they're close, we'll maybe be able to do something. If they're miles apart then they won't, but the fact that he's not signed for anyone, and I'm not hearing about him doing any visits, 
might be a sneaky chance maybe to get him back in in a one-year deal or something like that. But we did sign another rusher for the Niners just to kind of ease that burden. That's something that you notice throughout the, the league, is it? Quite a few players are, are maybe testing the waters elsewhere, but then happy to, to stay where they are, where they're familiar, where their their families are. And it seems to be quite a settled period for quite a lot of teams. Yeah. big thing I've been hearing about um, the free agency and um, all this time here is about just plugging the gaps so that you're not going into the draft desperate or really, really desperate Reaching. for a position. You're plugging, uh, you're you're not making yourself um, needy that other teams can kind of sense that and then maybe take a lane of you whenever you maybe try to move up or, or anything like that. I um, thought we were myself. not going to slag the Browns anymore. Barry's quite good with the draft and free agency. I think we could get um, to like a Browns bashing session when, later on. When is the next <laughs> what, what year do the Browns next have a first round pick? Next year. Next year? Oh, no, is it, no, is it year followed? No, 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 no maybe year followed. No, year followed. Year followed. Two years, two years worth. I don't know. Who would trade them for first? Um, <laughs> we'll give you one, one, one lightly used Kareem Hunt for a first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, uh, sorry, year after next. Miles Garrett will surely get traded for a for a first just to for my own team the Seattle Seahawks I'm going to give them a, a grade of B minus um, I've not really done anything really, really flashy I think the big thing for the, the Seahawks is that we've, we've settled the, the ship we've calmed the waters and we did everything that we really wanted to do Gino's back Gino His name uh, is Gino and he's back in Seattle. His yeah, contract's <laughs> good as well, Keith. It's pretty team like, friendly as well. Mm. Like, as exactly. A... $105 million over three years, $52 million, um to him in the, the first year. He deserved it. After last season, mm. where I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting anything. I thought we were just going to really, really struggle last year. Um, but it just showed you how common influence and the experience that he'd built up over those years and grinding away, just knew that he would get his chance and he wanted to take yeah. it. Uh, it was great to, to see and yeah, absolutely deserves it, but it's just carrying on that with a good feeling throughout the, the full team. Yeah. He's he also, got loads of young rookies okay. there that are, that are going to come on another um, leaps and bounds again this season. Drew Locke's back for another year. That's an easy $4 million, by the way, sitting in the, 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 the sidelines there. Watching Gino, I mean, what I would say, Myers. or Keith, what I would say about that though, as well, is like obviously with Gino back, Gino seems like the kind of guy that if you let's say this, uh, the Seahawks do decide to draft Stroud or whoever's sitting there when they go up to take their pick in the first round, yeah. um, Gino's probably a good guy to learn behind because he he doesn't seem like an Aaron Rodgers type. I'll put it that way because I can't imagine being the backup to him yeah. with that ego. Whereas Gino is a good player, but he's worked hard to get up there. And he just also seems like a kind of, you know, a, a good guy. He's like a humble guy. And then even Drew Locke. It's like, if that's your other quarterback as well, like that first year in the league for whoever, if they take a quarterback, like the first year, clearly they're not playing. 
but they're going to be able to learn for two guys that have been in the league and done it, regardless of how you think Drew Lock is in terms of skill and that. He's still been around the league and like working with the coaches and knows the playbook and absolutely could teach people just the day to day stuff kind of thing as well. So I think yeah, the Seahawks are not desperate. It's something that we can. I'm not sure we will go for a um, QB in this draft, Um, but. We're not desperate for it either. It's not as if it's a, it's a need for us. We can yeah. we can certainly look at it. Maybe even trade back a wee bit. There'll be a few play, uh, teams maybe looking to move up to, to fifth. Get some more picks. Uh, we've done well with the picks that we got in the past mm-hmm. couple of seasons. So I, I'm looking right. forward to that. Um, Stu, what about yourself? Be minus for the, the Seahawks for me then. What about yourself? That's fair. Hey. Who would agree it? I mean, it's one of these things where free agencies, it's always, it's funny how everybody kind of likes to rush out and try and crown winners and losers in like day one or day two of free agency. And it's like, well, guys, we've got like the whole summer <laughs> Winning the league in March. Winning you know, the league so in March. <laughs> that's just, I like, like, according to everything I've read, like for the Ohio media, for the last like four years, the Cleveland Browns have won oh. the off season <laughs> every single year. It's like the off season. Imagine the amount of things we have. It's embarrassing. Uh, cha- I don't think you could say that last season. Uh, <laughs> Aye, well, true. <laughs> well, there was still a lot of people saying like, "Oh, even with Deshaun Watson, no being able to play for most of the year, oh, the Bengals Aye. will be coming fl- like third, and the Steelers will be fourth, and the Browns will make it into the playoffs in second spot." That's, there was a lot of that in the media last year, Keith. And, after the the Deshaun Watson thing, and then Sadly, the turns out they probably could have, maybe not probably. I think you would have had a chance to make the playoffs if you just left Brissett. All year, just leave Watson to learn the playbook. Hmm. Um, anywho, I'm getting off my own team. So Go the Bengals, it. how do I think they did? Um, obviously, we lost some like fairly big pieces, and uh, Von Bell, who's one of my favourite mm-hmm. players, and I was literally just about to pull the trigger. And buy a jersey, but I was waiting to see him resign. <laughs> and obviously he didn't, because right now I'm sitting with a mixing jersey, and uh, who knows whether we'll cut him or not. Um, I don't think we will, because that's not the way the Bengals operate. If we do, Aye. that'll be next year. Um, Plus, you and... don't know how you can take it. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> come on! <laughs> Allegedly. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was exonerated, as I told you. Yeah. <laughs> as I told you. Exactly. We'll, we'll get um, to that in the news. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in the news. That's, uh, we have a lot to talk about, don't we? Um, so, yeah, Von Bell went, and obviously Jesse Bates, that's a bigger loss at safety as well. Like um, He's went off, and where did you, I confuse where they both went. Bates went to Atlanta, didn't he? Yeah, Bates is at Falcons, yeah. I. Yeah. Which is, you know, big Falcons, loss. that division's mental, so they could come first. Uh, a big loss, big game for the Falcons. And Huge. fair play to him, he's, he's got paid. We Aye. couldn't allocate all that money to safety. Um, and also, we kind of started planning for this last year and that we drafted Dax Hill, uh, you know, 29th or 30th or whatever it was we were picking overall last season. So we already have like a kind of, you know, a young, like, I guess like Tremier, you know, first rate safety who got better as the season went on last year and was getting reps into the playoffs and looked, de- you know, he wasn't lights out, but he was looking decent. Um, yeah. So he'll step in and then we signed Scott from uh, the LA Rams to like a very wow. reasonable contract. And what I like about him is he's basically the Von Bell replacement because he's a safety that can come up and like, you know, he plays well against the rush. And that's where where we kind of stand out. The one Anna Rumo is kind of 
big things he does with our defence is moving the safeties around and bringing them up into the play and kind of changing things after the fact. So Hill's had a year under Bates. Uh, he'll probably take over for him. And then Scott, he's going to step into that Von Bell role. He's experienced. He's been there in the playoffs, done it, won a Super Bowl. So I'm not worried about that position. Uh, big wins, though. Jermaine Pratt, I thought, basically, I thought we were going to sign Bell and let Pratt go. And instead, we brought Jermaine Pratt back. And it was so much of a surprise that BJ Hill had uh, made a bet that uh, he would shave his head, like all of his hair off, <laughs> if Pratt was to resign to have a, you know, the same kind of cue ball head that Jermaine uh, does. And uh, sure enough, Jermaine Pratt has now announced uh, I'll be shaving his hair off <laughs> the first time I see him. <laughs> so it's good to have him That's back. Pretty cool. Other big moves, studs, you'll know a lot about them. Uh, the best left tackle in the league, Orlando Brown. Is now Ooh. at the Bengals, ex Ravens. He's now trying to do the uh, <laughs> the old. Um, he's trying to do the old Joby. Uh, the old trying to do the old Joby and get the full sweep. Yeah, so you'll be heading to the Browns next. Don't you worry, Brian. So. I find that interesting. Right. The fact that he knocked back a five-year deal last year for like 139 million ah, and is getting paid much, much less this year. Because he wants to win a Super Bowl. Drop. Yeah. Well, we won one. He could, he could never have done that at the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I would have held off. Aye. No, so no. Yes, like... you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. The deal that he knocked back last year was, was massive. But this year, there's Aye. a four-year deal, $64 million uh, deal um, with $31 million fully guaranteed, which is oh, what, more, more than half guarantees. of what he was offered yep. last year. It's really, really, it's really about knowing your, your time and your value and your... When to go? Um, he certainly yeah, didn't do that. Was, but what a, no, what way we were fra- no way we were franchise tagging him. Not at the price it was going to cost. So that's no. why we obviously went out and grabbed um, Taylor for the Jags. So um, I, th- I, I think I said it to you, Stu, earlier on as well. I just I don't think he showed enough um, for us, which was my only concern. Um, it's a very, very, very good run blocker, and I think you've seen that in with Pacheco kind of step yep. up. Um, pass protection is where I would have my concerns um, and I think that you could have seen that certainly in the early part of the season latter part of the season he played a lot better but early part of the season they yeah. certainly had these issues on pass protection um, see the thing the thing is studs is like a, I mean this is probably counterintuitive but to me this feels like a, a pretty good pickup for the Bengals because as much as yeah we don't want Joe Burrow getting murdered all the time but he has done well <laughs> Like he's very, he's, you know, he's one of the guys that gets the ball off quickest in the league. So in pass protection, yeah. it, maybe not that it doesn't matter, but if he's like serviceable in pass protection, that's going to be enough. Where we yeah. were struggling last year is actually kind of running the ball at times. Like we had those big blowout games for Mixon and Perrine, but those were against kind of run defenses that were not really that good anyway. Um, so. You know, maybe Orlando Brown is going to be able to give give us a bit more push there. And I mean, I think Mixon's going to be back again for another year. Whether that's a wise move or not, um, he's an integral part of the dressing room, and he's a you know a team captain and everything. So I think he is key for morale and kind of keeping everybody together. Last season, he did look like he'd lost a bit of uh, a bit of explosiveness. So he's there. But anyway, like I, I like the Orlando Brown pickup. I think it's it shows you that at least the Bengals are now kind of fishing in that bigger name category yeah um after going for scott at safety it's like we're still being smart and getting guys that can do the job for less money but every now and again we're going to make a splash and sign a big guy where i think we've really fell down to wrap this up 
is um, we've kind of been left a bit as the team without, uh, you know, missing a chair um, at tight end. And I don't know if part of that mm-hmm. is to do with Moreau, because we were, obviously, I know he interviewed with the Saints as well, and that was where uh, we'll get to that in the news part with the, the diagnosis mm-hmm. for him. Um, but I, I thought that he was a guy that we were very strongly targeting, because I I know we were getting linked with Gasicki, but I thought, nah, he's going to want more money than we want to pay. So I figured we'll check down to Moreau, and he's a guy that can do the pass blocking thing really well, which adds to the line, which helps out with, you know, maybe sometimes if you get linemen that aren't doing as good a job. Um, but now, all those kind of, who's left? Irv Smith, I think he's the next one up. And I'm, yeah. I know the Vikings. Health, health issues. Uh, <laughs> lots same of. Same thing. It's like he's, a, yep. he's maybe got the health issues. So. I don't know. It is a strong tight end class in the draft. Nah, you don't want to be doing that. What what is it they say about tight end, rookie tight ends? Rookie tight ends take on average three years. Yeah. Three years. Because tight end's such a complex position. There's so much going on. (laughs) Well, exactly. Pitts is going to go off this year. Generational talent, he's on my dynasty team. I'm delighted. Yeah. Generational talent, all the rest of it, and he has had very poor quarterback play. But still, it's it's just a position that there's so much to. Uh, yeah, you you don't want to put yourself in a position that you need your rookie tight end to play. And you know, his I mean? quarterback play is going to get better this year under Desmond Ridder, is it? Or Taylor Heineke? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the that's thought of last year. Or, or Lamar, Lamar, Lamar. Uh, by the way, I, I, there's a, I think there's a better team out there that should trade for Lamar. Are, are they in the AFC North? No. I'll do it. So, sorry, I was just going to say, I think one of the one of the big things for the Bengals this year was actually keeping Captain Lou. I think yeah. keeping yeah. him yeah. in the building yeah. Yeah. is a big move. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Or kind of alluding to there with the safeties, and uh, um, Dax has been there for a year under him, and Scott is a veteran who's won the Super Bowl, so he's going to adapt to that plan. And also, he is exactly the kind of safety that Anurumo likes because he can do that same role that Bell had. So yeah, I think I think you're right. For me, I'm going to give him a corn husker. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to give us. I've been swithering between a B minus and a C plus. Only because of the the tight end thing, but I think I'm going to go B minus because I think I'm naturally inclined to be harsh on my <laughs> team sometimes. So I'm going to say B minus, and just in the proviso that I sort of want to see what happens with tight end as the rest of the you know it's a long summer. Who knows? Maybe we'll trade for someone in the draft. Maybe we'll it's got to be you know maybe we'll take someone. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. But yeah, I don't Eli Apple, That's the only other thing we've lost Eli Apple. <laughs> so that's a huge loss. Oh, no. C plus actually. A whole, a whole bushel of Apple gone. <laughs> who, who did Apple go I can to? imagine you like just dump them at the side of the road somewhere and then yeah. <laughs> it rolls back in. Well, when I say we've lost him, he's not signed for anybody yet, stud. So I, I actually I'm now also going to provise that with I am not convinced that Apple doesn't come back. because uh, I think he want, we've let him do the thing where he goes out, test the free agency test market, water. to see how much he gets offered, and when he doesn't really get offered all that much money, I think he'll come <laughs> back to the Bengals, and you know what you they know, say? He'll, if he'll sign an $8 million or a $7 million yeah. deal for a year. I think, you know what they say, an apple doesn't fall far from Cincinnati. Oh. You mentioned there, you mentioned there, <laughs> you mentioned there, Foster and Moreau, um, as well, just yep. the, 
mention that just now. Mm-hmm. Um, he tweeted uh, throughout the week there that um, something of a miraculous process. So being in the free agency, he was doing lots of testings, and one of them, a routine physical conducted by the Saints medical team down in New Orleans. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's come to learn that he's got Hodgkin's lymphoma. That's yeah. why we step away from football. Guy is such a positive guy. He says um, he's going to take a wee bit of time to, to fight it. He thanks everybody for, for all their, their love and support. Um, and that being said, I'm going to get this things asked and get back to doing what I, what I love. I, I love that positive attitude and wish nothing but the very best for him as well. Hopefully, we we'll see him back in the NFL when, I, uh, when he's fit and healthy again. Um, good. You were mentioning some of the teams here, so what we'll do now is we'll have a wee discussion about the, the free agency um, and how the how we think it went. Winning teams, losing teams. Stuart, you, you spoke at length there about the Bengals. Yeah, I think they're doing really, really, really well. Um, Von Bell, though, is a, a big loss. Panthers, yeah. how do you feel the, the Panthers are doing just now? Because he seems to be a team that's, that's want to turn its fortunes around and going up. He's a perfect guy that you want in that locker room, that kind of father figure that's going to be able to bring these young players on and kind of, I heard somebody mention it, he's like the glue, he's going to bond everybody together. Um, do you think that's a, a great sign for the, the Carolina Panthers? Stu? Yeah, I would I would say so. It's like, I mean, I think he's a guy that's really going to help out the defence and uh, the, the young guys can learn a lot from him. Um, the Panthers as a whole, though, it's like they, they were making moves and signing people, but obviously... One of the biggest things they did was trade away DJ Moore as mm-hmm. well. So it's you still kind of get the feeling that like out of those teams in their division, they are going like, okay, we're definitely in a bit of a rebuild, more so than the other ones. Like uh, those teams, <laughs> a bit of a rebuild. I can a bit see of that. A rebuild, like you know, McCaffrey gone. Murray. <laughs> yeah, McCaffrey gone. But I mean, they did. They brought in because uh, they brought Sanders in, didn't they? They brought in Hurst, and Hurst was fantastic for us last year. I was actually hoping we'd bring him back, but I, I knew he would, you know, he was due a bit more money, money. Uh, after the year he had with us, and he looked great. Like, uh, see, he's a guy that's good in the line, so I don't know, they're, they're building well, like, letting Moore go and letting McCaffrey go. They're picking up draft picks and things, though, so it's really down to what happens at quarterback, really, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. Lamar. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see because obviously the draft picks that they accumulated have obviously probably all been shipped up to the Bears for the number one pick. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see. I think under Frank Reich, they've got a good head coach in there, mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it's quite clear that they're they're building for to make it easy for the quarterback. Like Hayden Horst is going to be his best friend, and Miles Sanders yeah. will be good for dump offs mm-hmm. for him. Um, you've got Dottie Foreman as well, yeah. who come on a lot last year as well. Um so they've Chubas got moved on. Don't have Foreman somewhere else. Don't have Foreman. Yeah, no, no Foreman moved. Chubas yeah. the, the RB2. Oh, who did, yeah. did Foreman go to? Good Edmonton uh, we'll, boy. The, the we'll year. Uh, I thought um, Foreman was, I was still in my head a minute ago. Um, uh, but I think that that's the one thing with the Panthers as well. The way their defence is set up, I think Von Bell got into an already pretty talented defence yeah. that they built up through the draft yeah. as well. Um I think so. They're going to help them, and that defense will keep them in games. How, so it'll help how, keep them tight. How did we forget this? You went to the Bears. Performance <laughs> in the Bears. Everybody went to the Bears. 
We'll get to, to the, the Super Bowl, ele- oh. Super Bowl champions elect, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can't believe I forgot that. Grant's still going to Grant will rip me for that one. Well, we've got uh, one, 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 in for the, one in for the Twitter. Uh, we've got um, KT, oh, Dero, uh, Titans, D minus, still no wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> the defence is poop, so I think I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah still it's him, um, so <laughs> hard to argue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Titans are not in a great place. Speaking of files, I can see from my house. And they're yeah. apparently trading, well, open to trading Derek Henry. Yeah, so, that's, I mean, they, if you've ever seen full rebuild, as the Tennessee because it's like I still feel like even last year it's like Rebel was working miracles <laughs> with what he had, <laughs> kind of thing. So it, it seems like the kind of guy you would absolutely run through a brick wall for. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It just seems like obviously just like kind of one of the guys you would love in the locker room. I'm sure when he was at the Patriots and. At the Chiefs, he was he was one of those kind of glue guys, and I think yeah. he's carried that in his coaching, where he just knows how to motivate his players, knows how to get the best out of them. Probably doing a bit of an underrated job in Tennessee, mm-hmm. and he's certainly I think if you've seen the draft last year, he's seen that he get his legs cut out for under him um, with the AJ mm-hmm. Brown trade. Which, <laughs> just that's imagine. Just to, to say he was less than happy about that trade would probably be a bit of an understatement. <laughs> Well, he won that one. The was it the general manager was didn't last much longer after that. Yeah, very true. Um, for I'll need to ask KT what his uh, thoughts on uh, Okonkwo is for a tight end uh, from my dynasty league. He's not in a league. You don't need his advice to basically get his strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um, other teams that are, are winning the free agency so far. Well, New York Jets. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm waiting for Rodgers to, to retire. <laughs> what, what do you think? What, how do you think that's going to play out then? Um, Brian, I'll come to you first of all. Aaron Rodgers was on the uh, Pat McAfee show talking about how he felt after the his, his time in the darkness, as he said. Um, he thought he was ready to play again. Yeah, but going into it, he was ready to retire, but then came out he was ready to play again. But then he kind of put it on the Packers, it was they were ready to move on from him. God knows why. God knows why that a, a team like that are want to move on for a guy that does always here's always dirty laundry every week in the Pat Mac Giffy <laughs> show. Um do you think uh, that'll go through? Do you think he's gonna end up in New Jersey as does like to remind us? Um I think playing it's... this season. He's got Lazard there already. Um, ah, L- the, Lazard's the there, Corey Davis is. I think, yeah, I think it's a done deal. You know, I don't, I don't know what they're dragging on about. I think that they're, 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 I've got a funny feeling. Bits I've been seeing in the media that uh, that second rounder um, that they yeah. got from us for Moore is going to become the Packers um, as part of whatever else, whatever other comp the the Jets have to front up for them. But you know, they, they're sat right now with what was there, I think we were forty second overall, so they're, they're currently sat with forty two and forty three. I think. Um, so one of those will go to the go to Green Bay with whatever else they, they dish over or for both. Them. Possibly, possibly both. They'll yeah. dish over draft capital. The the Jets are in. You know, I mean, the Jets are sat on a good roster. You know, they they kind of are really only missing that piece. They tried it last year with with Wilson. It obviously wasn't going to work. Is he a longer term project? We'll wait and see. You know, I mean, Salah was making all the noises last year about how he was still the the future of the franchise. And and to be fair, there's nothing that says that can't still be the case with Aaron Rodgers. Because you know, Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has only got, what, two years in him? Three top end? 
uh, before they retire. Or he just does one and then gets bored. Like yeah, so I mean, but like, he's not... If, if they have a bad year next gonna, year, then... Yeah, he's, he's, he's screw oh, it. I've got the money I can get. Like, I'm out of here. Yeah, it's just he won't be around for very long. <laughs> it won't be around long. Um, Garrett Wilson was looking electric, particularly towards the closing parts of the season last year. Brees Hall, yeah. before he took the injury, was you know was Brees Lightning. Um, it, it's a it's a potentially excellent looking offense. So yeah, I, I don't. Good. I, yeah. yeah, I think they're just indeed their defense is excellent as well. I think they're they're just you know, but we're crossing T's and dotting I's with that one. It's a, it's a done deal. Just waiting to get announced. And then the Jets, Jets could be scary. Jets could be scary good. I've got a lot of time for um, Salah as a coach as well. I think he's an excellent head coach. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that could be a very, very good team. Although if, if Rogers does just decide to retire for the hell of it, I am going to find it so funny. Studs, I'm going to come to you next. Um, before I do that, I read this wee quote in the NFL.com website. And it said that he instantly becomes... Um, even at this stage of his career, the most talented quarterback to ever play for the Jets. Rodgers' worst season, which was last season, was more statistically impressive than anything put together by a Jets quarterback in the past 50 years. That's, that's saying something. That's saying something. <laughs> I think it's a legendary quarterback. We're comparing stats across it. Is that era adjusted? Or, like, you know, what's, is it just raw numbers? Let's not get any semantics here, Stu. The past 50 years, he 50 already years, walks years. into the building and raises the level, raises the standard that is when set did there. Joe Namath you, I know, I was going to say, what about Joe Namath? years ago. <laughs> I, as Stu knows, you can't argue with a statistic. <laughs> yeah, I do have one related to free agency, but I, I'm waiting until we, we name a few more we teams. Get we'll get there, we'll get there. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I'd immediately started shaking my head because I thought you were going to say he immediately becomes the most talented quarterback in the AFC and I was just like, oh my God, please don't finish this <laughs> I thought um, I was going to wait on as well, Studs. Aye, so I'd started shaking my head, but listen, you're talking over the last 50 years, I, the only Jets quarterback that I can kind of think of from a talent standpoint... is Flacco. Footsteps Flacco. Brett Favre is is the one that I'm familiar with. Um, Do you know what I mean? And obviously went to the Jets, didn't quite work out, and then reinvented himself in in Minnesota just to really piss the Packers off. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) maybe that was was his ultimate plan. He's going to replace Kirk. You know, (laughs) I I, I was actually thinking about that as well. How funny would it be? Is that years of give me a wide receiver, give me a wide receiver, and in two seasons he's in Minnesota chucking it to Jefferson. Um, wow. Do you know what I mean? It's, Maybe worth it, a fiver. Aye. Is uh, I was going to say, is Minnesota your team that you were saying earlier should trade for Lamar? That's just my. my no, they, no, they can, it's, it's they another AFC team. Oh, um, <laughs> I would if if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. I Listen, I got, I got them permission to do it as well, guys. Look, the the, the, the rule here is anybody that's not in the AFC North can have Lamar. <laughs> Any of them. <laughs> and preferably if maybe we playing this year. The, <laughs> even if there's a chance you get them in the playoffs. I love that. That's, that's a long way. I mean, that's a big assumption that the Browns will be anywhere near a playoff game. Uh, I, I, in terms of just kind of winding it back into the equation, I think it's probably a difficult. 
for me, certainly, it's a difficult one to kind of argue. I mean, they have had legendary quarterbacks, obviously. Joe Namath, who's offered to unretire his jersey if Rodgers does come in, is, when you think Jets quarterback, he's probably the one that springs to mind right off the bat. Um, but, again, since then, recency, you're talking, you're looking at Wilson, you're looking at Flacco, um, probably fit, fits magic um, as well. As, so, in terms of those guys... Is Aaron Rodgers more talented? Absolutely, based on what we've seen. Um, so, uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one to argue. Um, obviously, Favre, Favre didn't have Favre. his best time. Favre. <laughs> I'm thinking Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I think uh, Favre didn't have his best time in, in New York, certainly, which is why he ended up in, in Minnesota. So, Rodgers probably does. Let's be honest about it. He's he's a two-time MVP in the last three years, so uh, he's, he's certainly a talented guy. Um, let's have a wee look at some of the other teams then that um, won in the free agency. Detroit Lions, they stand to win yeah. the biggest of all if uh, Aaron Rodgers decides to leave uh, Green Bay. <laughs> they automatically are going to be favourites to win the, the division then. Um, but the Bears... Oh, I was fishing there. I was fishing there. I was waiting for Grant. Down. Down. That, that's going to be caught. <laughs> Curiously tight on Twitter. <laughs> but the, yeah. the Lions have got a cracking team. They've 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 signed T.J. Gardner Johnson um, from the Eagles. Is that right? Yeah, um, I'm big Cameron Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley too. Yep. They've they've. Recruited Belton already. They had a team that was, I think we all talked about last season, about how much fun they were to watch. I'm looking forward to see how they. They, well, they were like a ball here away from. They were a ball here away from making the playoffs. So. They were. They were. Oh, that's a sin. That's a sin. They were the good guys. They were the good guys. Yeah. <laughs> see, see on the Lions, right? Just, I'm thinking of the running back moves they've made, right? They've brought in David Montgomery and they let go Jamal Williams. I found that bizarre. A, I mean, Jamal, Jamal Williams, from a pure, even purely from a locker room perspective. I mean, you watch his mm-hmm. interviews, yeah. and you yeah. just—he comes across whether he's talking about Pokemon or he's remembering <laughs> his grandpa, and him, then turns it into the fact that they're dogs. So he's greeting one minute and then laughing and ready to battle <laughs> you. The next. Yeah, he just seems like that. And again, hard knocks last year. Some of his statements, I'm going to run through you like diarrhea. It's just these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking shit to another team. He's absolutely class. Um, if you're going to piss like a puppy, stay in the porch, let the big dogs in the yard. I was just <laughs> <in> nuts. <laughs> I mean, he just seems like somebody you'd love to have in your locker room. So to lose yeah. that personality, no, I don't know what David Montgomery's like as a personality, right? But I would rather have Jamal Williams. And I think sneakily for the Saints, I think that's a great move, especially with the Kamara. Crap hanging over him and right. Alvin Kamara is going to be fine, he's going to play every snap this season, and this also <laughs> has nothing to do with trade conversations that I have had <laughs> with some of our compatriots in the dynasty uh, league. Jamal Alvin... Williams is going to disappear into nothing, and uh, uh, it should be worth very little. 
the only team that Alvin Kamara has played every snap for is the Mean Machine. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in the reboot of the longest yard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that you, were saying, like you were saying there about Jamal uh, Williams, and he said that the, the offer that he got for the Lions was quite disrespectful, but they've yeah. been done with me, and I could tell. Um, the offer they gave me uh, made me feel that I was just very disrespectful, and just shown that they really didn't want me back there. But it's all love. This is this just says to the guy, it talks to the guy itself. It's all love. I know my teammates, everybody there at Detroit Lions have love for me and all that. But at the same time, it's just we couldn't come to terms on things. It's just funny as all. It's a sin, but again, he's moving to the, the Saints, a team that are on the up themselves. An exciting player and what's going to be an exciting league uh, uh, division there next season too. Looking forward to, to that. What about losers then? Um, losers in free agency. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they lost Darren Waller. Um, Stu, how did they lose Darren Waller? What happened there? What was McDaniels up to? Well, I mean, Brian, you were alluding to something earlier on. You might actually yeah. be better to, to talk about nah. this because there was a, a bit of a... Aye. So the, the Darren Waller, I, I, like, I was totally with, with Keith in this when, when it broke. I thought it, this was an absolute howler. How do you do this? But evi- no, evidently, well. <laughs> evidently, you know, this is obviously Raiders Press. Where can I get this from? So take it for what it is. But apparently during the during the bye this year, now Waller was injured uh, in the run-up to the bye, so he wasn't really mm-hmm. going to be doing much. But the team still wanted him about, and he just swanned off to South Cali. Just, just, just apparently just phoned him and left a message saying, find me. Uh, and, and that was that. So, yeah, yeah it's, it sounds like he is a... And then you look at how it all went down, where they just traded him while he was getting married. Like he was at his wedding, so, said his vows, and then found out he was moving to New uh, to New, uh, New York. That's cool. Uh, the rumours were that he's, uh, to move to the New York, though, is the thing. So, yeah. Well, you say that though. The rumours were that during the the combine, uh, McDaniel's was telling all the the reporters about the upcoming wedding, which had been totally hush hush, kept top secret. And uh, some of the rumours that you're hearing is that it, it might be a wee bit his nose was put out of plate because he didn't get an invite. Now, you mentioned going <laughs> to New York. That's a hell of a way to be better. <laughs> you said going to New York, he's probably seen Tom Brady going back to uh, Kraft's wedding uh, during the, the season oh. there, and he's getting all jealous of him. Um, <laughs> going to New York, it's fantastic, that's brilliant. But when your wife plays for... Plays in, in Vegas oh, in the WNBA. Yeah, yeah. The WNBA. Uh, that kind of makes it a bit, yeah. I forgot that she played for, for Vegas. Okay, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That makes, that makes so you can see worse. that it's getting Game of Thrones yeah. level. Like, the Las Vegas Aces, to, just, yep. just a named up team we'll, we'll always remember. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, just to kind of talk a bit more about tight ends, obviously I was doing that with the Bengals earlier. But that's who Moreau played for as well. Like he, you know, mm-hmm. stood in when Waller was yeah. out and did. He played yeah. very well every time yeah. he stepped up. He's done well when Waller's been out previously. So they've lost both of their top two options at tight end. So yeah, I would agree that the Raiders have uh, not had a. But very they good. have, but they have signed. They have signed the one and only Jimmy G. Uh, a three-year, seventy-two <laughs> and a half true. million <laughs> dollar deal, uh, thirty-four million guaranteed at signing. Um, Studs, what do you think of that signing? Jimmy G to, to Vegas. That's that seems like a a marriage made in the wee blue chapel. Uh, <laughs> <that one, doesn't it? laughs> 
to be honest, I think it's just, and I'm, and I'm sure I said it in our WhatsApp chat where it was like, let's move from Derek Carr to Italian-looking Derek Carr. <laughs> it's actually the let's, same guy. Let's move from time. beige to top. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's, for all the talk over last year where we had some pundits putting the Chiefs as the fourth best team in the AFC um, West last year, it's, I, I, the Raiders don't frighten me in the slightest. Um to be honest, and I uh, Derek Carr to Jimmy Garoppolo as I uh, it's be, as Brian says beige to top. It's literally ocean like the, military military the two wee angels and devil on your shoulder, aren't they? You've got Carr the <laughs> angel on one side, Jimmy <laughs> yeah. G the other. Uh, it's, they, they need to do some. I think their defense was atrocious last year. Um, do you know what I mean? De- uh, Derek Crosby's good. <laughs> Max, Max Crosby Max is a, Crosby, an excellent player. He do it all himself. That, that's <laughs> exactly that. Ch- Chandler Jones had one memorable play that was literally dropped into his lap. Um, he was brought in to be a disruptor, and the only thing he disrupted was Jacoby Myers' back pass to Mac Jones, um, and then he disrupted <laughs> Mac Jones quite violently after that, let's be honest. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's Mac I, Jones had it coming. <laughs> hey, you went after Eli Apple. You don't forget those kind of things. <laughs> you, Eli Apple, apologist, 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 Eli Apple is like the Robbie Savage of the NFL. Nobody likes him, and he brings it on himself. He, literally, he asks for it every single okay, time. Right. He starts really, really Eli Apple's get better here. Uh, no, I want Eli Apple to grow Savage's hair. I want I Eli Apple that. to get that haircut. <laughs> right, I'm going to send him a message right now. Hold on. Eli, here's a picture of a Welsh guy. <laughs> so, uh, nah, the, the Jimmy G move, listen, got, who's he got to throw to? He's got Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Get, Josh Jacobs is going to get run into the ground um, on the franchise tag. Other than that, I, could I tell Miles you? Miles and Renfro. Oh, Miles, yeah, that's right. Miles, Miles, Jacoby Miles, Miles is yeah. decent. Hunter Renfro is a good receiver. Renfro is like, one of the best. Like, I personally think Renfro is one of the better route runners in the entire yeah, league. Renfro is good. They've got, now, to be fair, he was terrible for us last year, the year before, but they have replaced Waller with Hooper. They've picked up That's right. Okay, so they have signed a tight end. Yeah, yeah. they've got Hooper. They've got OJ Howard. Yeah, yeah they've got OJ Howard sitting in there as well. So Okay, maybe OJ Howard. That's right. I forgot to say to him. It's terminology. Howard's an old, an old horse these Stunts days. Stunts has talked himself into that they're going to win the the AFC but, West now. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Chiefs are fourth again. <laughs> I said I'll be quite happy if the pundits are sitting talk about us as been fourth best team in that league because it that's just they did last year. Like right, exactly. Should we see how that ended? So let's say Mahomes and Kelsey pinning the takes to the lockers. Like. <laughs> I, I think we, I, I'm quite happy if we go under the radar. So let all these teams. Pay Jacoby Myers thirty three million and things like that, and aye, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Can I give you my statistic? Can I give you my statistic of the week here? It's related to free agency, so uh, it's something that I kind of started looking into for last week's show because it was the first week of free agency, and it was mm-hmm. uh, just related to teams spending big in free agency and what their measure of success is like the next season and the years yes. after that. And what I found, crunching all my numbers and all my math, 
was that I t- basically I kind of looked over the last like decade, it took the top three spending teams from free agency each year, and then kind of worked out okay, well, how did it go for them the next season? And out of those thirty teams, I want you to take a guess at how many of those teams finished above five hundred in that year after they spent. You know, they were one of the top three free agency spending teams. Two. I'll say seven. Well, it's more than I'm gonna, two and seven. I'm, I'm going to politely <laughs> decline because Stu's already told me the answer. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, if you take the number seven and multiply it by the number two, you're at the right answer. 14 15. out of 30 teams, 14 teams managed to go above 500. And uh, wow. when I was looking at it a bit more, you're averaging three to four extra wins on your year before. I think so. If you look at the teams that are up there, this the, currently as it stands. Last week when I first looked at it, it was the Bears. So this was going to be a Grant bashing session. But it's, they're no longer in the top three. So Grant, you're off the hook. Um, the Broncos, they've spent the most. Uh, it includes uh, re-signing players that you have on your team. Mm-hmm. They are so the Broncos have spent two hundred thirty-five million or two hundred, well, basically two hundred thirty-six billion so far. Over the free agency window, just in contracts, money going out, part of the stuff also works and bonuses and all that crap. Basically, that they're paying for the Wilson deal through yeah. free agency. Yeah. Which, so, which if they get an extra three wins, that takes them to eight, eight and nine. They'd be eight and nine next year, so they won't be 500. Um, <laughs> there are outliers to it, though. And for Grant, for the good news for you, was the Bears. They managed to get seven wins uh, when they were the top spending team. Or like seven wins more the next season, and that was in 2018. I think was the last time they made the playoffs, wasn't it? So they can go uh, to 10 wins. <laughs> the next two highest spending teams we've mentioned already, uh, New Orleans, 191 million. And again, that's partly with them kicking money down the road. And then that's Atlanta, the <laughs> Atlanta, 187 million. So that's two teams from the same division. Both of them, they were both 7 and 10 last year. Yeah. So if you, take, if you get three or four wins... You know, for that, then you're going to be an above 500 team, and in that division, you're probably making the playoffs. That's the playoffs. So, <laughs> last year. I would you've say won the, the division. The Saints and the Falcons, I think, have spent their money wisely, is the summary to the statistic. The Broncos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. They're asking a lot, see. though, and they're in that division. You're just unhappy because Pirine went to the Broncos. <laughs> I love Pirine. I hope he does well. I hope he does well. Um, I knew we couldn't keep him, but. Now nah, the Broncos, they're in that division with the Chiefs and the Raiders that you just spoke about how they're going to win. And um, I guess the Chargers, I don't know what they're going to do, especially with Eckler maybe moving. Aye. If the Chargers yeah. lose Eckler, that's them mm. done. Just yeah. off. Uh, yep. He's shot about. Right, let's Aye. fire through some uh, news then from the week. Um, let's see, for past fortnight. Jalen Carter, um, the, the draft prospect, was involved in a was it some illegal drag racing illegal where racing, there was a crash racing, and yeah. two two members of his uh, his team actually died? Do we know anything? Was it was it him that's driving the car at the time? He was he was driving the other. I think he was in a he car was driving himself. the other car. Yeah. He was racing his buddies right. who are in a, like a Jeep Street Hawk or something like that, which is like highly tuned, you know, tuned four by four, and uh, yeah, they crashed and the two of them or two of them in there died. So he's he's entered the plea deal. Uh, he's not going to serve any jail time, which has been chopped around all the the, the, the teams that are looking at him as a pers- uh, prospective draft pick, and still quite high up there. I think uh, I've seen him yep. linked with the Seahawks. The Browns and he'll get he'll get knocked. Uh, he'll get knocked. <laughs> he he'll, 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 he'll get to the. Right. I was going to say he fought in the third. 
Um, <laughs> he'll, need, he'll, he'll drop around. You know, that, that's Aye. what's going to happen. He'll drop, he'll drop around. Brian, I don't think he drops around. I think, no, he goes, I think he still goes top 10. Really? Yeah. Yep. Wow. Depends how he interviews. If he's shown contrition, he shows that he's got his head down. Yeah. He's, he's, but you're he's, saying he's he's he definitely shouldn't go brum. <laughs> For uh, God's sake, Brian! Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible pun. Um, I was going to bring up uh, Joe Mixon, but he never said about that. I think. Oh, um, I even watched the pun. Is this something with your dad? Jokes, <laughs> I don't want to take your I'm shot. Looking forward to that one. Looking forward to that one. Um, Panthers. Um, CJ Stroud has been to visit the the facilities there. Done some interviews. Um. Sounds as if he will be going to Carolina. I um, think that's a good move for them. Um, I mean, CJ Stroud, he look, like, he's a guy who looks solid, like um, solid enough looking because he was Ohio State and uh, so much the bat I'm playing just through the proximity of the Bengals. Kind of thinking on that. Um, but, you know, he's one of these things where he's not going to walk in and be, he's a guy I have pagged, tagged as kind of like, Give him a couple of years or three years, project. and he'll probably yeah. be pretty good. He's a project, yeah. but he's a stable project. If that makes sense, mm. like he, yeah. I don't know if his upside is the same as some of the other guys in the draft. Um, I can't remember whether he's well. studs. Can you remember the ages? Because I can't remember if he's one of the twenty-one. The, twenty-one. There's one of the Yeah, there's one of the younger ones. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, there's yeah. there's one that's twenty-three. I seem to remember. Or is it? Shroud's twenty-one. 21, yeah, yeah. There's, de- there's definitely an older one in there. Mm. Well, for a bit of context, Richardson's the youngest. I know that. It's to remember that Bryce Young's been start. interviewing the Panthers as well. Yeah. Bryce, who, who, was the, who was the Josh McCowan one where he basically said about... Because Josh, Josh McCowan's on the Panthers as a coach now. And yeah. He said something about... There's a video where you can see him mouthing something about, I'll see you down and... Basically, I'll see yeah. you in a home down in Carolina or something like that, and yeah. <laughs> everybody's kind of reading it as well. That's who they're going for, type thing. So, um, I think it was Mc- is he the uh, one Josh that's, that's most like? Is he the one that's most like um, uh, Cam. Cam Newton? Yeah, I think you'd probably say Richardson would probably be more like Cam. Richardson, yeah. Richardson, yeah. Richardson, Richardson, pure athleticism. Yeah, he's a bit. Richardson's the biggest video. How do these randoms keep getting jobs? <laughs> the T-Rex arms. That was uh, that was quite interesting. That that's, that's great. Just the underwhelming. I I, <laughs> just the memes. There's not thirty-two better than me, and immediately everybody just stitched together thirty-two random NFL quarterbacks. <laughs> in yep. yes, there are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. calm. Oh. Uh, one of the runs we've got um, Thielen uh, leaving the Vikes to go oh, to the park another solid that's one of those ones where you kind of you kind of hope when there's guys like that that they retire with the, the team because like he's from yeah. that area nice. was undrafted managed to make it onto the team has had like a the, very good the, career the, the in Minnesota true fairy tale uh, right. proper fairy tale stuff you're right and then you know he's went on I'm, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll do well and he's he'll be a great guy to let he's another one of those locker room guys that yeah been there, done it, worked his way up the hard way, like so you'll be great to learn from and model professional and all that. Um I mean he has lo- he has he does he has lost a step the last few years, so Aye. I get it, but I mean if I was Minnesota I would have been going like, you know what, 
which just try and keep him because even if he drops down to a WR3 or something, then yeah, just yeah. tell him, like, we well, can't pay your fortune anymore. Like, <laughs> you just need to take what we're giving you. But he'll do, he'll do the one day deal and he'll retire a Viking 100%. Yeah, hopefully. I, I like that. That's a nice sentimental touch. I like that. Um, the crew's very own Viking fans, Shaney and Mm-hmm. And Mudger, they were they were quite sad about that. It's, it's, it's yeah, shame to see him to move on. Um, let's see a wee bit of uh, we other bit of news that we'll focus on then is uh, Gasecki um, leaving the Miami yep. Dolphins uh, to go to the the Pats. Um, it's amazing. The many... nature of wow. the AFC East is, is something special, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing how many players go to teams in the same division because obviously Brian you mentioned earlier on it's amazing how many Mm -hmm. teams go to teams in the same division and I don't know if it's just family ties after they've been Mm -hmm. at a team for a few years so that you know they're but I mean Miami's Uh, nowhere near New England Bill's Bill's Um, just trying to collect playbooks Bill's just after the Miami playbook he's he's (laughs) going to be writing down every signal every call what's that crazy stone (laughs) bastard doing this time See on that side of it, right? So a lot of vets have went to the Pats in the past and it hasn't worked out, right? There's there's a long list of them. And what the reason they go? give is because <laughs> it's how difficult the playbook is. Mm-hmm. So for somebody like Juju, who obviously, listen, more than happy with Juju at the Chiefs, I would have liked to keep him um, this year on, on a deal, but didn't work out that way. Somebody like Gasicki as well, going to the Pats, may not be as nice a move as what they're thinking because there's yeah. if the playbook's still as difficult and um I was gonna say I'll tell you what though studs uh, the playbook must be better than whatever it was they were trying to run last year. Oh well because, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was an offensive playbook last year. I think that was the problem. Who was it Pat- Patricia and uh, he's like uh, no this is how we play else. defense so um, Judge. Uh, t- Judge this Judge. is what I would play here so do the opposite of that. <laughs> See just on the tight ends as well, right? So there was what we had, we've had quite a few big money tight end free agent signings. So you've had um, Mike Gasicki, who we've just mentioned, you've had Hayden Hurst to the Panthers, as you mentioned, yep. and then we had Dalton Schultz signing for the Texans, yeah. right? Of those three tight ends, which one of them, based on performance, do you think would you expect to be the highest paid? I'm not playing this Schultz. game, man. I think probably nice. Schultz, but I'd have went Schultz. I like I'd have went Schultz as well. Yeah. But Hurst's nah, NFL contracts are so, I was so weird. It's Hayden Hurst by a good bit because yeah. Schultz and Gasicki got, I think it's something like up to four million. It's not even a guaranteed four million, it's up to yeah. four million. Now, mm-hmm. Schultz especially was Dak's security blanket for the last two yeah. seasons and has looked yeah. very, very good. Hurst is, a, Hurst is an excellent player. I'm, I've got no qualms with Hurst getting paid. But I would have expected Schultz to have a bigger market. Yeah. Than I would, I would have thought Schultz would have been closer mm-hmm. to Hurst unless I can't remember how many injuries Schultz has had, though, because I don't know, is there a durability? He was injured this season. I can't remember yeah. about last season. And that's probably because tight ends start getting injured, and then you know it's that thing when you're a big guy, it's harder to come back and be the way you are. I know Gronk did it a few times, but I mean, you, you, you don't get it. to use Gronk as an example. But I yeah, no, 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 we're taking an example. Kelsey, that's the thing with Kelsey. It's, uh, like, it's amazing totally how different animals. he's been. 
and you know with the age he is and he's still going the way he is but I think it was a durability thing um, Horst yeah. I think deserved to get paid because I, I always thought he was alright but until he moved to the Bengals and then it wasn't even then you, the, then you watched it. Wasn't even the well, it wasn't even the reception <laughs> thing. It was all the other stuff. Let's see the pass blocking and everything. He's just like a brilliant, proper, all round tight end. So Whereas Gesicki feels more like a kind of wide receiver, you know, a big wide yeah, receiver. Gesicki is a big wide receiver. So I don't know how that's going to work with the Pats because traditionally they like their tight ends to chip in and help the O line. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so what you're saying is he undervalued Hurst before he became yeah. a Bengals. Now, where was Hurst before he was at the Bengals? And I wonder why you devalued him. Well, no, 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 no. Because he was on the Ravens. You guys know I like Ravens players, or there's some I like. Is this apologist value. stuff about? Ah, <laughs> apologies, but... <laughs> I think the problem with Hurst was more he was kind of trapped with Mark Andrews ahead of mm. him, so you didn't like, you didn't see him as much. So I, I wasn't unless the Bengals were playing the Ravens and getting blown out. I wasn't really watching their games day to day, so I just didn't appreciate how good he actually was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have to change it. Yeah, it's like maybe have to change it to AFC North apologist there, Stu. That means yeah. he's going to do some Browns apologist work. Listen, I want no, to hear that. Not <laughs> God, missionaries in deepest, darkest uh, parts of the uh, Africa wouldn't even be an apologist for, for, for them. Anyway, moving. To- <laughs> why, why I took a like, like, you, you massage that phrase there, uh, Keith. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go for uh, this week in NFL. I learned um, this week in NFL. I learned that there was more to uh, Jimmy G, um, except in his three-year, sixty-seven and a half million uh, dollar deal, thirty-four million guaranteed, um, to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. There was also another offer um, put to him that uh, <laughs> may have swayed his decision. He, he got a, a raunchy offer of why <laughs> free use of the services. Of um, a certain facility there uh, that's, that's well known in, in Vegas. Um, it's not very. It's not very. Wonder if any Browns have visited that facility before, Brian. What do we think? <laughs> they don't, they, they, they don't, I wonder uh, if any. I wonder uh, if any Patriots <laughs> owners have visited uh, that. Maybe <laughs> 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 right, you guys. <laughs> what were you guys? What's, uh, what have you learned this week in the NFL? Oh, see, my, my big one was my big boring one about Waller and the fact that he was oh, actually sorry. apparently he completely just abandoned the team halfway through the year. That was my <laughs> this week in the NFL. There we go. Stud. I think for me it was um, that Big Ben had been contacted by the 49ers um, yes, to, when they had the injuries and problems at quarterback. So obviously it may have Holland. been interesting if he, with Big Ben's noodle arm could he throw it five yards to McCaffrey off the back of the, the old line then could, he did it for Najee th- Harris his last season <laughs> so, could, could he throw further than a Niners quarterback who has no elbows well there you go <laughs> what were you to what did I learn this week um, I mean to be honest I'm going to be also be pretty boring and mine's more of a personal life Type situation and that is time management. I'm not very good. I'm not very good at it. You need... It's a good thing I've got the Bengals watch now. He needs Bill. He needs Bill. He's running through some uh, yeah. some clock management drugs. Christ, not so new works playbook. Like compared to my last place, it's like I've just no grabbing it. I'll be at the door at Juju. Yeah. Uh... 
Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, gentlemen, this has been wonderful. I get to, to get back chatting football with you again. Um, Brian, thanks very much for joining us tonight, buddy. Thank you very much for having me. It is, as always, been good to be back. Um, and yeah, as we've said earlier, it is all about the build to the draft. And I don't mean your draft, uh, the actual <laughs> draft. I'm... Um, Studs, thanks very much for, for joining us, buddy. Um, I hope you have a great week and hopefully see you again next week. Yep. Yeah, all good, man. I was happy to jump on and talk some shit. And the the handsomest crew member I has to be said, rocking. <laughs> see if somebody say I've got a pair of orange specs. I don't know how uh, that get down. Hey, boy, you are you are rocking them big time. They're totally like classy, uh, free rake of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Shades as well. Oh, they're actually I, 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 I actually thought you'd got them for a packet of Frosties for Tony the Tiger. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> um, we've been the, the Gridiron crew. If you've enjoyed listening to the crew, you can get us on Twitter, Instagram, get in touch. We'd love to, to hear from the, the listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week and have a wee listen out for some feature podcasts that we've got in the next couple of weeks. And um, we got in touch. I, I forgot to tell you guys this. I'll mention this very quickly. My wee boy was playing football up in East Kilbride. As we were coming off, there was a, a women's NFL a American football team oh, coming on yeah. to, to train. So I popped up and says, oh, we do a podcast here. We'd love to get a chance to interview you sometimes. So hopefully I'll get you guys to, to help me with this. Um, we'll be doing a wee interview with the EK Pirates and maybe some of the other um, American football teams throughout Scotland. I think it's good that we That's can quality. maybe yeah. spread the word about it. I think um, it's brilliant that it's, it's filtering over here. Uh, Studs, your boy played the, the flag football, doesn't he? Or has he did, yeah, he's it coincided with his regular football, but uh, after Easter, he's going back to it. So we shall see how it goes. Sweet. Brilliant. It's also, brilliant. It's also good that there's uh, the women's footballs made it over there. Yeah. As well, so like fantastic, good to see the uh, the ladies out kind of playing. Oh, it was absolutely pouring last night, or I would have stayed there, uh, around a wee bit longer. But I'm going to try and get to uh, a couple of games, maybe over Easter and uh, nice. definitely during yeah. the summer holidays to, to see some stuff as well. Um, we've been the crew, um, we've got a long road ahead before we get back to regular football. So <laughs> just remember, the crew will see you through. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.